0: Today is perhaps the simplest concept, yet the hardest way to be a warrior in your marriage. Your marriage is hard. Circumstances seem impossible. Now, get over it. Welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Michael Smalley. And next, the theme for today comes from a line of the deep Orwellian in scope movie, Galaxy Quest. Never quit, never surrender. But first, a word from my sponsor, who happens to be me. If you haven't checked out SmalleyInstitute.com, do it now. Put the podcast on hold and get your rear ends over to SmalleyInstitute.com. Why? Well, you're going to find hope. You're going to find a way out of your current nightmare or broken relationships. If you type in SmalleyInstitute.com, you'll find hope. You'll find a link to the free webinar on August 7th, a Friday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm going to spend two hours unpacking today's thoughts on how your marriage can not only survive, but completely turn around into the marriage you want. And lastly, leave a review for crying out loud, subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star review because it helps the show. It keeps things on the podcast airwaves and, you know, I'll appreciate it. All right. Thank you. That's about all I have to say on that thing. So for today's show, I said, you know, a line from Galaxy Quest. If you're not aware what that movie is, it stars Tim Allen and a host of amazing people. And it's basically a spoof on on, on uh the the classic television show, Star Trek, but I'll get into that in a second. So here's where we're gonna go today. Your marriage is hard. Now get over it. I'm continuing this series, The Warrior's Marriage, but, you know, today you're going to hear something that is a simple concept, but probably the hardest way to be a warrior in your marriage. Your marriage is hard, circumstances seem impossible, now get over it, never quit, never surrender. I don't feel like I really have that down dramatically yet, so I'll keep trying if i even if i'm even willing to try to give that quote again i'll try to give it more gusto something that really stands out randy posh who is a professor and you know one of his lectures well his final lecture is called the last lecture and it blew up on youtube but randy posh says no matter how bad things are you can always make things worse so who's who's randy well He's an American educator, a professor of computer science, uh, human-computer interaction and design at Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Posh learned, so why is this guy, why does this guy matter? Why did his YouTube video of a, oh, I think it was like an hour-and-a-half lecture blow up on YouTube? Well, in September 2006, he found out that he'd been given a terminal diagnosis of pancreatic cancer. His doctor said, you've got three to six months of good health left. And he, the next thing you know, if, if you go on YouTube, and I actually have a link to his talk right here on the podcast page at SmalleyInstitute.com. But when you watch it, you're like, there's no way this dude just got a diagnosis of cancer where he has like six months at most left of life because he is so upbeat, he is so positive. It's a powerful, powerful lesson. And and here's the lesson is, yeah, things are bad right now, but believe it or not, based on your choices and the circumstances you find yourself in, you can actually make things worse. So why are things stressed out? in your relationship? Is it your job? Maybe you're in the military and you're spending nine months apart from each other and and then all the stress of of moving every two years. Are you in sales where you're gone constantly, maybe a pilot? Maybe you're a missionary and you're living in the middle of nowhere in a stressful environment. It could be your in-laws, finances, an affair, teenagers. We all know how miserable teenagers can be Maybe it's COVID 19 and you've been stuck together for months. It might be a lazy spouse, fear, anger, bitterness, horrible reactions. What is it making your marriage feel impossible? And frankly, what are you doing that in a bad situation where you just, you you know, when our relationships are broken, that's about as miserable as we can get. But we can get worse, we can get more miserable. Because when we're not responding kindly, when our spouse is being a big old turd, that makes it worse. If you're refusing to take personal responsibility for your own destructive behavior, you're making it worse. You keep choosing one or all of the four negative reactions that lead to broken relationships, you've made it worse, right? And then the worst thing of all is you end up quitting. Gottman, who's one of the best researchers ever in marriage, he'd summarize 40 years of unbelievable research on how to be healthy and why do couples get into trouble. He he summarizes it down into one thing, be kind. And so here's three things today that I want you to start thinking about, pray over this stuff, because these three things are actually gonna get you out of the crisis and not make your crisis even worse. Number one, your marriage is hard, now get over it. So what's that one thing troubling you most right now? And take a moment, think about it. I don't want a list in your head of the 77 things that your spouse does that causes you misery. I want that one big thing. Now, write a letter, which you can actually get the template to this letter, I'm suggesting you write on this podcast episodes page, SmalleyInstitute.com. So check it out, and you can download so you know <clears throat> you know exactly what you have to do in order to write this letter. And the letter is important because the letter is going to give you an opportunity to be to be kind, but blunt and honest about what this massive concern or issue is for you, causing trouble in your relationship. So there's three main sections to the letter. It's the intro, the middle, and the end, right? In the intro, you got to be kind. You got to take ownership. You got to say, hey, I love you, and I'm writing this because I care about us. I'm committed to us. I'm committed to do my part in turning things around for us, and I own that I've been avoidant. I own that I've escalated out of control when this issue comes up, and I'm committing to knocking that kind of junky behavior out, And, and I want us to be able to move forward together and to have a marriage that we both want. And so in the intro, be kind, reinforce your commitment to your spouse, and then take ownership. When we take ownership, it kind of it helps your spouse take a deep breath and calm down. The middle is the hard one, at least for me, right? Because the middle is all about being blunt and honest. But don't be blunt and honest if your motivation isn't out of care and concern for your spouse. So, you don't just be blunt and honest to be mean. You don't be blunt and honest to be selfish. You're being blunt and honest with your spouse because you care about them. This is a problem. It's real. And you have concern for them. So this is the part where you go, look, here's what's going on. Here's what I've been feeling. When this situation arrives or because I don't feel like we've been able to even discuss this topic, it's dragging us down. It's dragging me down. And I need it and want it desperately to be addressed. So you got to be honest and blunt about it. And in the middle, you also want to share your dreams. So don't just, you know, the middle is not just about complaining. It's also trying to pitch a vision of what you see. So maybe, you know, maybe your spouse has been out of work and they don't really seem to be work, you know, trying very hard to find a new job. In this middle part, you're saying, look, you having a job is a big deal to me, and honestly, and maybe I'm wrong, that's that's a soft startup in order to share what your concern is, but maybe I'm wrong, but it just feels like you're not putting the effort needed to find a new job. So now you've stated it clearly, succinctly, bluntly, now say, look, here's my dream, My dream is to see you actively engaged in finding work. My dream is that I can be a support, that I can be an encouragement to you. This is what I want for us. This is what I want the future to be like for us. And then the end of the letter is be kind again, right? Give hope. Look, I know that we can overcome the loss of your job. I know it. I believe it. And I want you to know I am not giving up on you. I'm not giving up on us. And I just, I, I want us to be able to figure this thing out. And now here comes the hardest part. When you go to give the letter to your spouse, this is a physical act of releasing it. So when you hand it to them, I want you to say, just give the gist of this, put it in your own words. But as you go to hand it to your spouse, you got to say something like, hey, I've, I've written a letter. It's, it's an issue that's become a, a problem for me, and I'd appreciate you reading it. You don't have to. So that's your first statement of releasing. You got to give it, and you cannot give it with strings attached. Because when you put strings attached, you're not going to get back what you're really hoping for. It's not going to feel legit, and it's going to. It's just not going to get you where you want to be over the problem. And so as you hand it, I'd love for you to read this. You don't have to. And I want you to know that by giving this to you right now, I am officially releasing it. I am handing you and this problem over to God. I am not going to continue bringing it up. I'm not going to continue complaining about it. I'm not going to continue shutting down or escalating over it. I'm not going to keep browbeating you over it. I'm releasing it over to you and to God. Boom. Done. You have to release the problems in your marriage. It is not your job to make them better. It's your job to do better, but it ain't your job to change your spouse. And you all know it. You've all tried it for years, and it constantly blows up in your face. So Stop let it go. You don't have to have this thing resolved in order to be satisfied, both in your marriage and in your life. Because if you can't, then you're telling God and the world that my spouse is responsible for my happiness. I cannot be fulfilled in life with just Jesus. I can't. I need my spouse, which means your spouse has officially been turned into an idol. So that's number one is write the letter Hand it over, release it, and move on. Second thing, get help for yourself, right? So you can ask in the letter that I really would love for us to get help and to get counseling or coaching together. But ultimately, if your spouse doesn't want to, fine. You've now released it, so go get the help that you desperately need. Jesus said, why are you so focused on the the speck, the tiny sliver of wood in your spouse's eye? When you have a plank, you have an eight by six inch plank protruding out of your own. So get the coaching, the coaching you need, address how you're coping, right? So if you're coping in a poor way to the stress in your relationship, you might be eating too much. You might be drinking too much. You might be getting angry too much. You got to, you got to fix that. You got through coaching, you got to learn how to react better. When your spouse is being a jerk, when they're not doing the right thing, you are called to be kind in response. And it is only that kind of kind response that's going to change things for the better. So get help, release them. You have your responsibility and that's the only thing you can control. Number three is the quote from Galaxy Quest, never quit, never surrender. This is Tim Allen. He's playing the character Jason Naismith, a burnt-up, washed-out actor who basically had one big hit, which was a sci-fi television show called Galaxy Quest. And one of the cool things about it, and I know it's a goofy movie, but the, but the quote is significant because anytime he found his crew and ship in major danger, when things got complicated, when things felt totally out of control, he would remind his crew, never quit, never surrender. That's what I'm trying to tell you today is that perhaps the greatest thing you'll do in crisis is just not quit. Don't throw in the towel. And if you do claim to be a disciple of Christ, we don't have quit. We can't quit because, because of Christ and his infinite power, there's always hope. It's okay if you don't think there's hope, but Boy, lady, you'd better ultimately rest in faith and trust in Jesus Christ because there is always, no matter how deep the pit is, no matter how impossible the odds seem, there is always hope. And because what I do for a living, I've got to experience this kind of hope, this kind of impossible hope over and over and over again with couples, with people into, you know, dealing with a spouse that's a nightmare, and yet miracles happen. There's always hope. Ultimately, there's hope for you because Christ isn't gonna allow you to be destroyed. He's gonna get you out of it. He's gonna take care of you. He's with you in the dark. He's with you in the trench. He's with you in the valley of the shadow of death. He's right there. If you trust him, if you reach out your hand, there's hope. You're gonna be okay no matter what. Your, your marriage might not survive your spouse's poor choices, but you will. There is hope that you can hang your hat on. And you're not going to ever be able to experience true joy of overcoming and reconciling if you quit. You're just going to stay stuck in that miserable valley. Patience is much more than a virtue. Often, it's the only chance your marriage has of surviving and thriving. Sometimes it's the only thing you can do to give your marriage hope, to give your merits a chance for healing. You, today, you gotta ask yourself, but where is my hope coming from? Is it coming from my spouse or and my circumstances needing to change, or is it coming from Christ? If you don't know him, get to know him, read his word, meditate on Christ's statements as recorded in the New Testament. Look, if you're, if you are in desperation, if you do need hope, if you, if your relationship needs healing, there, there's a pathway. And I'd love for you to allow me to help at smalleyinstitute.com. You can sign up for this really cool new four-hour program that I've been developing and, and recently released. It's called the Gottman Assessment and Follow-Up Coaching Program. You get to streamline the process of getting to the core of your relationship struggles. This is a, this is a intense, significant assessment. It, it's the only one that I'm aware of that even tests you and your spouse on psychological issues on suicidal issues, on violent issues. And you take the assessment, we get the assessment back, and then we come up with a custom, after four hours of private coaching one-on-one with me or one of my coaches, you get a detailed, personalized, insightful plan and specific recommendations for what you need to heal based on your assessment results. So don't waste another second being stuck. Get on over to smalleyinstitute.com.